Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule, and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Today we're talking about emotional hygiene. What is emotional hygiene? I've been hearing this word a lot lately and as you know I talk about a lot about the five pillars of self-care which are the physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, and social. And so I started digging into the emotional hygiene to see if it was similar to emotional self-care. And in fact, it is. Um, I combined, when I talk about the pillars, I combine emotional self-care as well as mental self-care because emotional self-care, it's all connected. And instead of separating the two, I combine them all under emotional self-care. And emotional hygiene is the practice of sustaining your mental health in the face of emotional wear and tear. And so this is developing, this means that we are developing and strengthening our coping skills. We are working on actively increasing our ability to deal with stress, trauma, and just everyday hardships. We're building up that resiliency and being able to bounce back in the face of these hardships. And so I felt like it was important to do an entire episode, and I'm sure there are more to come since this is only, I think, my fourth episode recording, um, where we'll be focusing on emotional hygiene. Because in today's world, we have so much going on, and I'm pretty sure every generation has said this, that, you know, never in a time of history have we been dealing with so much, and um, it's true, we all, all the generations have their own hardships and their own you know, eras, but I see this with my kids and I see this with just myself and my friends and those around me. We are all dealing with so much, especially the super women here, right? The the moms that are trying to do it all and um, have a gazillion things on their plate. We need to take care. We need to practice emotional hygiene because we need to be able to juggle all that we do. Um, But we also need to know what we can eliminate and automate and procrastinate and and delegate and all of those good things. But we need to be able to be resilient. We need to be at our best self to be able to effectively take care of everyone and everything that we, we need to as moms. So emotional hygiene is super important to make sure that we are sustaining our mental health so that we're not prone so we're we're not you know going on that road to burnout or you know any number of mental health disorders for the first 10 years of being a mom i told myself that i did not have the time to go out with friends or to learn a new hobby i told myself that my focus now had to be on my children and they were my responsibility and my responsibility alone 
I would feel guilty if I did anything fun without my children and husband, and I'd feel resentful since my husband seemed to just come and go without any of the kids even noticing. I, on the other hand, would get bombarded by my kids if I said I was going for a walk alone, so I stopped trying. I stopped making dates with friends, and I stopped knowing who I was. I didn't know how to ask for help, and I felt weak, and like I wasn't a good mom because I wanted it. I needed help, but I didn't know how to ask. I became a control freak, really, trying to control everything and everyone, because if things weren't in order, it reflected on me and my worthiness. I filled my plate. Boy, was I busy. I volunteered. I led groups. I got involved in everything. Looking back, I can see clearly that I was trying to prove my, my worth, but really it was exhausting, and it led me to feeling like a failure because I just couldn't keep up. I fed myself all kinds of lies. I don't have time. I don't need that walk. I can do this alone. I thought that the world was going to fall apart if I did something I enjoyed. And I told myself this for so long, I actually stopped knowing what it was that I even enjoyed. Sad, I know. But can you relate? I felt trapped by my own excuses. But it wasn't until I started recognizing them for what they were that I was able to finally break free from them. I created a guide to help other moms break free from the lies and to start taking care of themselves. It took me 10 years. It definitely doesn't have to take you that long. I'll put the link to this guide in the show notes so that you can grab your copy and be on your way to breaking free from the guilt and start rediscovering who you are under that mom hat. The third way to practice emotional hygiene is to practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is another word that's been been being thrown around lately, but mindfulness is really just becoming aware, right? Like I just talked about the self-awareness, but this is the other awareness. This is being aware of your surroundings. And one way to do this is through meditation. Before you turn off this this episode, (laughs) I don't don't meditate. You know, you, you may have in your mind of you know, ancient monks sitting around with sitting in the lotus position, you know, with their thumb and middle finger touching and, you know, resting on their knees, like that whole picture. And yes, I I, I still picture that, even though I've realized or learned that meditation does not have to look like that. Meditation is simply turning in and becoming aware of one, yourself, like what are your thoughts? What are you feeling? What, are, what does your body feel like? But also, what do you what do you hear? It's just really using all of your senses and noticing and releasing what it is that, you know, it's it's just being fully present, which is something that us super moms, we struggle with. And I've been speaking with a lot of moms lately, and that is something that we strongly desire is to be more fully present instead of having a gazillion things running through your mind and thinking all of the things that you need to be doing or that you want to be doing or that you should be doing detaching from all that and learning how to be fully present i'm in a um i'm in a business pod i'm actually in a few business pods and in one of them recently um, she started talking about a, a group that she's also in and it, it's with other moms who are, are other entrepreneurs 
And one of the um, moms in one of the groups, she was talking about a group that she's in, and she started talking about peace with the pace. And I really like that word because um, kind of brings me back to like feeling balanced. That yes, we are we are busy and we're aware of like, you know, after you've done the work to minimize or simplify and recognize what it is that you have to do, um, you can find peace with the pace. You can find, you can be fully present and not be thinking of all of the other things that you need to be doing. You're, it's a peacefulness that can take over. Um, but you have to be intentional. You have to create that space to be mindful. It's not going to happen. The more you're rushing around, the more you're doing all of the things that you think that you need to be doing, the less opportunities there are to, to be fully present. And so you have to create that space. And that's emotional hygiene. For the fourth way to practice emotional hygiene, I want to go back to the first way, which is challenging negative thinking, and talk to you about cognitive reappraisal. And what this means is just a fancy word to say shifting perspective. When you do have these automatic negative thoughts and you've done the work to identify them and challenge them, I want you to shift your perspective. I want you to see, is there another way to look at this? This is that resiliency piece. This is going to help you. This is a, a very strong coping skill that you can develop is to be able to shift your perspective and look at the situation differently. And I'm not going to say, oh, you know, everything's got to be positive. You got to, you got to, in order to be happy, you have to, you know, look at everything through rosy glasses. But this isn't the case. It's simply asking yourself, you know, is there a different way to look at this? What would, one way that has been super helpful to me is to ask myself, what would I tell a friend who's in a similar situation? Because sometimes we're so entrenched, we're so close to the situation that it's hard for us to back away and look at the bigger picture, to look at alternative outcomes or alternative ways to look at, to, to view it. And so asking yourself and going through, you know, what would you tell a friend if a friend came to you and explained the situation? What kind of advice would you give her? How would you help her through that to come out, you know, better on the other side? And so cognitive reappraisal is a skill that will help you challenge that negative thinking. And again, the thoughts are what cause, are causing you to feel a certain way that's contributing to the way you feel. And so that is emotional hygiene. And then finally, self-compassion. And I say finally, I decided to just cover five ways to practice emotional hygiene. There are many other ways. So um, just don't limit yourself to these five. Um, I just didn't want to overwhelm you. I know we're already overwhelmed moms. <laughs> you know, so I try to keep things simple. Um, but self-compassion, something that we don't practice nearly as enough, enough or as much as we should be. And 
I don't like to use the word should because we we box ourselves in that way and come up with some expectations of ourselves. But really, self-care is learning how to be self-compassionate. We are our own worst critic and we end up, if you, if you listened, I have another episode all on um, dealing with your inner mean girl and that is what I'm talking about in this fifth way is that self-compassion, learning how to put that inner mean girl in her place. I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you want to head over to that episode and listen about how to be more self-compassionate. But learning how to step away from the self-criticism and the self-doubts and all of the the things that aren't serving you and moving towards that self-confidence and that self-love. Because that is a wonderful place to be, but it takes being able to show yourself kindness. We know change starts from within. When we change, all of those around us change. All of those, they, everyone around us, like our relationships, respond accordingly. We can't change everyone else or anything, or we can't change everyone else around us. We have to focus on ourselves. And one of the best ways to do it, and I wouldn't say easiest, but it's definitely possible way is to start being compassionate with yourself, start showing yourself some kindness, start being, start loving yourself and forgiving yourself and giving yourself what you need. But it takes knowing what it is that you need and knowing how to treat yourself with kindness to be able to take that action. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Capes podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.